0: Hey everyone, I'm Ben, the amateur exegete, and this is episode 59 of Bible Study for Amateurs. Today's episode is To Free or Not To Free. Last time, we looked at whether Onesimus was a runaway slave. He probably wasn't. Today, we will ask a related question. Was Paul asking Philemon to manumit Onesimus? Here are verses 15 through 16, as they appear in the NRSV. Perhaps this is the reason he was separated from you for a while, so that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. What does Paul mean by no longer as a slave, but more than a slave? The first thing to notice is that nowhere does Paul direct Philemon to free Onesimus. Had Paul intended this, he could have done so quite clearly. Paul seems to be okay with slavery, writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 21-24 through 24, that enslaved Christ followers shouldn't be concerned about their status as slaves, but should instead, per verse 24, in whatever condition you were called, brothers and sisters, there remain with God. Why would Paul advocate for this? Because he believed the end of all things was right around the corner. Slaves should remain slaves. The free should remain free. When Christ comes, the whole world order will be turned upside down, so everyone should just wait till that moment. A second thing to notice is that when Paul uses the language of no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, he isn't necessarily talking about Onesimus's social standing, but is instead talking about how Philemon is to receive Onesimus back. In his intro to the New Testament, Bart Ehrman writes, Even verse 16, which urges Philemon to receive Onesimus no longer as a slave, but as a beloved brother, is concerned with how he should react to this errant member of his household. It does not tell him to change his slave status. Consider an analogy. If I were to say to a female acquaintance, I love you not as a woman but as a friend, this would not be to deny her gender. It may be that the modern abhorrence of slavery has led interpreters to find in Paul a man ahead of his time, one who also opposed the practice. A third thing to notice is the rhetorical effect kinship language has in the letter. As I noted in an earlier episode, using language like our sister and our friend and so on, while certainly suggesting inequality among community members, including Paul, doesn't completely erase the power dynamics at play. Paul is still the superior in this situation. Is something similar going on with Philemon and Onesimus? It seems likely. Mitzi Smith, in her comments in the Women's Bible Commentary, writes about a fourth-century novel entitled An Ethiopian Romance. In one section, an older slave named Kaibale is referred to as Mother by her younger owner, Arsake. Despite this term of endearment, when Kaibale fails to do what is asked of her, Arsake has her poisoned to death. This example serves as a forceful counterpoint to the idea that kinship language produced actual equality. Smith writes, Fictive kinship language functioned metaphorically for the quality of service masters expected their slaves to render and as an expression of some intimacy achieved between slave and master. But terms of endearment did not mitigate the slave-master relationship. Paul is not likely asking Philemon to release Onesimus from slavery. Instead, he is asking him to receive him as a brother in Christ, since he has recently converted. So, taken is Paul with Onesimus' newfound faith, he writes to Philemon in verses 17-19, through "...so if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way, or owes you anything, charge that to my account." i paul am writing this with my own hand i will repay it i say nothing about your owing me even your own self i like that last sentence it's yet another example of paul throwing his apostolic weight around he's essentially saying i won't mention the fact that you owe me everything sure paul in verse 21 paul expresses his trust in philemon to do more than he's asked. Confident of your obedience, I am writing to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. Barbara Geller in the Jewish Annotated New Testament suggests that this may be Paul's way of alluding to manumission for Onesimus. Margaret Mitchell in the New Oxford Annotated Bible asks something similar, querying if this language is a mere commonplace or a diplomatically-framed hint to release him from slavery. Eric Baretto, in the Fortress Commentary on the Bible, simply observes that Paul's rhetoric of persuasion hits its peak here. Paul is not forcing Philemon's hand, but neither is he leaving this critical matter to chance. Barretto reminds his readers that the letter of Philemon wasn't just addressed to Philemon, but to others as well, including the assembly that met in his house. The witness of the community and the clarity of the good news requires a new form of community and belonging, Barretto writes. But does a new form of community mean one sans slavery? Berretto advocates for the idea of manumission, writing earlier in his commentary that Philemon's and Onesimus's relationship has been irretrievably changed by the gospel. I think Beretta was right that it's been changed, but I'm unconvinced that manumission is part of that. That's all the time we've got this week. See you next time. And remember, in the words of Richard Elliott Friedman, one does not need to deny what is troubling about the Bible in order to pay respect to what is heartening. Thanks for stopping by.